Hello and welcome to the Fire Up Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Trapin. I'm so thrilled to share a new mini-series here on the podcast called Spill the Tea. Join Molly McKinley and me for conversations about being intentional and confident in uncertain times and beyond. Molly is the CEO of Intentionalities and host of the Afternoon Tea Podcast. So in honor of our shared love of tea, pull out your sassiest teacup, brew your favorite tea blend, snuggle into your coziest spot, and listen in on this hour of togetherness. Get ready to hear us sharing ideas too, best practices around, and of course, highlighting our favorite people, brands, and initiatives, positively serving humanity, and sprinkling joy over their slice of the galaxy. Without further ado, let's spill the tea. Hello world, it's Tuesday. It is Tuesday in a week that is summer, the summer equinox, and a full moon. And a full moon, yeah. I actually have a full moon meditation music playing in the background and it totally lulls Lizzie into this like, her little head like hangs off the couch and she just hangs out. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, yesterday awesome. it was like 88.2% full moon. Today is oh, 95.6. Yes. So a waxing gibbous until tomorrow? Yes, until tomorrow. Yeah, so I started, you can, maybe you can even actually even see it behind me. I started to collect my waters. So my, I have guard, bottles for the garden and then bottles for my bath. And so the bottles for the garden are filled. Uh, and I usually, I use those for mostly for the herbs, the things mm -hmm. that I'm like eat. And of course these uh, nasturtium, I think it's how you say it. Yeah, nasturtium, yeah. Yeah, the ones that these delicious, colorful, peppery, oh my gosh, they are really peppery. It's an absolute trip when you eat them. Hmm. Um, <laughs> but I, of all things, got my email from the far the old farmer's almanac, and it was like, "Hey, if you're growing these, they're great on salad." I was like, "Okay, yes, so, please." So I had I made myself kind of a modified uh, caprese with these. Nice, so beautiful. It. Yeah, yeah. It. Well, it's summer, so we know it's officially summer. It's bizarre in Seattle because usually it's raining until after the Fourth of July, but it, we are in the middle of a heat wave, uh, which is why I'm outside because I cannot stand to be inside. We don't have AC, uh, <laughs> but we are we're doing something different for the next what nine, ten, eleven. 12, 13 weeks total, I guess it is. And we're talking about a book, like actually digging in, not just random conversations, but you've all heard us like go on and on and on about our love of this book. Um, it's called You Are a Goddess. So for those of you, I know that we had a lot of people message that they, um, they had started listening to the book, that they'd ordered the book. Um, and so, you know, we, Molly and I just really have a heart to dig into each one of the chapters and give it the attention and the focus that each one of these archetypes deserves. It's, it's easy for us to kind of be able to kind of gloss over it all and say it's an amazing book. But this book uh, has really, I mean, it pops up in every conversation we have in some way, shape or form. So yeah. I, if you don't have the book, it's okay. Cause we're not digging too deeply into the book today. We, we'll do a little bit of a reading from it. Um, but before we get into that, Molly, you literally had a life-changing announcement that happened last week where we didn't have the show last week. So I'm so excited, super, super duper excited for you with your, a brand new, fabulous, super shiny new position at Ray My Agent, um, Executive Vice President of Marketing and Industry Relations. Yeah, is Global that what marketing. it is? Yeah, Global, Global Marketing. Global Marketing. Yes. Just I forget the G word. Uh, yeah, um, so, what does that mean? What does that mean for you? What does that mean for Rate My Agent? What does it mean for the industry? Mm -hmm. um, what are you cooking? Um, 
Yeah, well, it means lots of things. It means that I dated them for a year and uh, <laughs> like totally believed in uh, the product and the people. And so it was just uh, the right moment to join the team full time. The truth is, it's a we're, we are on a serious mission, and so it, it's a full time job. Um, and so they were a client um, for a year. Um, but now it's really, um, like the biggest thing is we're going into live events. We're hosting this enormous agent of the year award celebration, which is going to be extraordinary in New York city, um, in conjunction with Inman, um, which is awesome. And, um, we are, you know, looking for our strategic partners of where we can integrate reviews into platforms and, you know, wait, before it, you go any further yeah. past New York, you actually were there with your daughter. I was, yeah. So we were, um, and I met Vic, who is Victoria, who is one yes! of my teammates. Yes, yeah, yes. We it was like a wild women weekend in New York City. Let us not gloss over that. What did yeah. you do? Where did you take Kate? Oh my gosh. Yeah, you know, it was awesome. So I'm trying to like do a better job of like having her experience like what, you know, like work, right? She's, you know, 16 and um, you know, we didn't have like traditionally when you travel for work, it's back to back meetings or for me, I'm usually, you know, hold up in a hotel room, yeah. you know, creating video, <laughs> you know, and yes. work from sun up to sundown. Um, but with this one, you know, the, you know, Inman has changed their location. So it's no longer going to be at the Marriott Marquis. It's at a different location. Um, I'm not sure if it's public, so I'm not going to announce where it is, but I need to make sure that um, we we chose a convenient location. So um, we went and it was a perfect opportunity because we were walking the streets. And um, so she was able to tag along and Vic and I met for the first time in person um, after you know a year of working on Zoom together and it was extraordinary. Um, so, um, but yeah, we, we found a place, we found a woman who was, her name was Anna. Now talk about like divine, um, like just like leading in faith, you know, this woman like popped up out of the blue. She knows every single venue, knew all of the people, hooked us up with all of these appointments. So it was just one of those things where like we were held. And, um, you know, when you sort of just surrender to the flow, it, um, it works out. So um, we found an extraordinary venue. Actually, we found three. So now we're just going to nail them down. Um, Ooh. Yeah. So it's it's gonna it's gonna be really cool. But there's that. But then we also have really ambitious goals. You know, Rate My Agent is going to be, um, I think, the fastest growing tech platform in the real estate industry. Um, and so for the next couple of years, um, it's going to be nuts. It's going to be a very fun, wild ride. And I wanted to be a part of it full time. So. I love it. I love it. Well, you know, that's, that is part of our journey, right? That entrepreneur to entrepreneur to entrepreneur to a little bit of both. Um, so intentionalities will still be alive and kicking. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Intentionalities is alive and kicking. So it's um, really on autopilot, you know, so um, every now and then I'll get a wild hair and invent a new tea or something like that. But for the most part, it's, you know, it's very self-sufficient. Um, and then launching the book, um, which is getting a little bit delayed just because of the, you know, onboarding, but it's it's still happening um, this summer. And um, we'll be launching the intentionaltogether.com site um, where my experience kit with the journal and the book and the tea and all of the stuff can be purchased. And also okay. I'm gonna start having our Spill the Tea um, published there as well. So intentionaltogether.com is going to sort of be my new, um, hub, if you will, for okay. the tea and the book and, um, for all of these sort of intentional things that, um, you and I do together. So, um, so fun. Oh, I yeah. love it. Intentional together. Yes. Right. It's living with intention in the last 18 months has been such a journey. I mean, I really, I feel like I can say for the first time as an adult, like, you know, that has a mortgage and a, a, a career and responsibilities. The last 18 months have been amazing in that lane. The making intentional choices on a daily basis and, and leaning into um, really who I'm becoming as opposed to where I am. Oh, I totally agree. And, and now Every day. I, I agree. And so I think it really is that moment 
um, you know, where we get to choose, you know, and um, just because it was something that we had done prior doesn't mean we need to do um, moving forward. And I am just really inspired by the women who are like, you know, it just doesn't fit anymore, you know, and actually I was having um, a conversation today with a, a girlfriend, you know, and it's just like everybody is sort of evaluating things and turning things upside down and what fits and what doesn't fit. And um, I think that curiosity is, is, is the key, you know, just ask the big questions yeah. And uh, just not, just don't stop asking. I so agree. Well, and I, I think that it's one of the other things that I've learned through, um, you know, not only through the You Are a Goddess book, obviously, because there's lots of, of bread threads woven together in, in all of those archetypes and in, in who you are and who I am and who we're both seeking, um, you know, to honor as we become you know, our, our sage seasoned selves, mm-hmm. yeah, I love it. <laughs> but th- not everybody is on the same journey. Yeah. And, and that there, when we are bold and we honor where we are today and we don't worry about what other people think. And, and this is, this is huge in, as everyone is getting ready to kind of open the door and walk back into their their life as it used to be by that i mean you know kids going off to camps and schools and and people actually going back into an office um meeting each other for coffees and and teas and wine and and birthday parties and that there's this this level of we've all changed Mm. we've and and we have no idea how each other has changed because if we interacted with each other it was over zoom oh, and girl. yeah uh, i think and yeah. it was like half of us people saw half of us well and not assuming that everybody is changing for the better right i mean for some people it was really really dark and hard and that yes. negativity or that gravity you know of spirit yeah you know, is very present. You know, I experienced that also, right? Where, you know, just the heaviness of this time um, with some people that I've reconnected with, it was surprising actually how, 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 how much, um, how dark it has gotten, right? So you and I are lucky because we had each other, right? And so we were on this journey of reading and exploring and friending and loving and sistering and all of the things, right? So we had that connection to each other. Um, but a lot of folks didn't, you know, and um, so I just want to acknowledge that as well. Like, you just don't know what you're going to step into necessarily. Um, so, so beautifully true. Um, and, and you know, the, the dark also, there's so much beauty in that dark, in what people experienced in the dark. And I think that part of, part of why some of us feel like, oh my gosh, the last last 18 months were, while they weren't all, you know, rainbows and unicorns, then there was, there were trials and tribulations in there. But for the most part, we're coming out on the other end, feeling very strong, feeling very clear, really excited about what's coming next. And I think that for those of us who do are walking into this next, the next new, (laughs) the next new uh, is to be there, to be a place where the the, um, the people who did experience more dark than light, like a place for them to land softly and have the conversations. Um, I love that. Well, and for me, like, I mean, I got separated from my marriage. So like, it doesn't mean that light is good, right? Like you can have hard things and still grow. Yes. Um, and actually when you walk through the fire is often when you're growing the most, you know? Yeah. And so it's, it's not just happy sad right just so people understand what we're talking about it it, yeah. it is about transformation um, yeah and for me that's what this book was all about it's about understanding truly embracing these archetypes i've been studying the goddesses for years now for you know probably three or four years um and so like when i think i mentioned this to you when we first started reading this book i was like wow i felt like i could have written this you know mm, like, yes these, these were the words that are on my tongue and, um, you know, so it was just one of those uh, extraordinary things where it's like, 
if people remember, and Mary Magdalene in Mary Magdalene, um, her sacred text to, you know, 22.2, you know, is to yes, walk, yes, yes. You know, <laughs> is that, you know, every modeled form is an expression. I don't know if it's the exact thing, but to walk with Mary is to walk as Mary. And I think when we walk yes. this book, the mantra is to walk with Lilith is to walk as Lilith, to walk with Venus, you know, is to walk as the, or, you know, you know, yes. So that's, that's, <laughs> that's I love it. you so much. Cause I, I'm, I'm like, this is so good. This is going to be so good. Okay. So before we jump into kind of this first reading and, and talk about the awakened woman, um, do you want to breathe and shall we do like a, awakened woman version of what you're talking about? I love it. Yes. Well, I think part of, uh, for me, part of an awakened woman, you know, we could, you know, we could do a breath of fire, right. To fire us up. But, you know, I, I think what we should really do, um, you know, you need a cooling breath. Uh, is, <laughs> I, yeah. You're like, uh, no, you know, tonight I want to do the Vishnu mudra with the um, alternate nostril breathing. Um, you know, um, Nadi showed him that. And the reason why I want to do that is because this theme that keeps popping in my life, just so loud and clear, I think it's really critical as we start to relate to the divine feminine. And that is balance because yeah. we have lived out of balance in a very patriarchal masculine, um, masculine environment. And now that this sacred feminine is starting to rise, you know, I think people are starting to feel this pendulum shifting right? Yes. From masculine to feminine. But truly, the, the shifting of the pendulums is, is not really where we want to be. The divine state is in the center. It's in balance. Yes. yes. Right? Yes. And so that is really, even though we may be shifting now because the it, we're moving, you know, we want balance. So the Vishnu Mudra, so the peace fingers can go down. And then these my fingers look so like weird. They're like, <laughs> well, I guess yours are doing that too. Mine are doing it too. It's not, well, it's not a natural way. We, we don't walk around. We walk around like this, maybe. <laughs> I'm like fully like, human, like, fully divine, but like. I know. I'm like, they look like crinkly. Old fingers. <laughs> it's, okay. it's okay. Let's embrace it. Our sage fingers will soon turn a little bit. So yes, let us exactly. fall in so, love with these. <laughs> So for our audio listeners, our peace fingers are going down toward the palm. Our pinky and our ring finger is extended and our thumb is, is also extended. So our right thumb is going to press on that right nostril. And for women, we're going to start breathing in through the left, our lunar channel. And for men, you can actually start um, breathing in through your right nostril. So the thumb for women presses on that right nostril. Inhale completely on the left. Hold with the ring finger. So we're basically plugging our nose here. Exhale, open up that thumb completely out the right nostril. Inhale, right nostril. Hold and close. Release the, the ring finger. Exhale completely through the left. Nice, steady, even breaths here. Inhale, left. Hold and close. Open that thumb, exhale completely right. Inhale, right nostril. Hold and close. Exhale completely through the left. Just one more round, inhale left. Hold and close. Exhale through the right. Inhale right, hold and close, exhale completely left. So the cycle begins and ends on the left nostril for women, begins and ends on the right nostril for men. And so this is uh, those who I identify more as female and identify more as male. Like yes. that's whatever you choose, whatever you choose. And, and um, I do recall you telling me at one point, like that there is, um, there is power in when you are wanting to channel 
the feminine versus the masculine energy to come to this breath as well, right? Yes. So if you're yes. like going in for strategy, you know, breathe, honor that right side. If you're going in and you need creative, you know, ooh, warm, nurturing, you know, creating that beautiful sacred space, start with the left. Yeah, uh, I love we're that. We're balancing our naughties, right? The energy channels within <laughs> our bodies. Yes, our naughties. <laughs> yeah, not naughty, but that's right. I, I know it makes me it makes me giggle. I can't help it. It's like when my brother says he's he's got duty because he's in the Air Force. Just like he's a you know, anyways. Whenever he says duty, like since he was eighteen, we all go. You said duty. I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, but you know, it's fun to be a kid or to be childlike, childish. Child. It's fun. It's fun and goofy. Okay, so. Um, the book. One of the things that I love, and you know, we talked about this. Well, I think I gushed about it for about I don't know five days in a row to you while I was walking, and you were like, "I can't get to it yet." But I was like, <laughs> "I know." I was like, "I was like, I was like, this is just." It's really difficult when you're reading a book that you know your friend is going to absolutely love and they simply don't have the time or the audible credit. Um, and so <laughs> <laughs> the, for those of you who um, have heard us talk about this before, so I love to listen to the book and I listen to it once and think, okay, if I'm going to, I love this book and then I'll listen to it again with the physical book. Uh, and I also, if it's on Kindle, I'll get it on Kindle. So I'll get it in all three places because I really want to take really good care of authors. And I know they only get a tiny little slice of all those things unless they self-publish, which Sophie did not. So, um, you know, given her the love and all of that, and then she blesses us with one of the most delicious velvety voices in the audible book. I mean, I you, loved her. you're yeah. like, could you just lullaby me to sleep every night? Because it's just such a beautiful, beautiful voice. I I will not even remotely try to mimic her voice. But the um, on page one, which is where we talked about on the event details and on the uh, debertrapin.com slash stt book club that has kind of the flow of the chapter discussions. We talked about um, going through this if, <clears throat> if you choose to love an awakened woman. And so mm. I'm going to read a little bit and then where, where you want to like dish and talk, Molly, mm. just jump in. Cause I'm going to be looking here. So I won't be able to see you. I love it. Um, okay. So it's again, the, the beginning prose in this book, if you choose to love an awakened woman, if you choose to love an awakened woman, understand that you are entering into radical and challenging territory. If you choose to love an awakened woman, you cannot stay asleep. If you choose to love an awakened woman, every part of your soul will be aroused, not just your sexual organs or even your heart. Frankly, if you prefer a normal life, stick with a normal girl. If you want to tame life, seek only a woman who has allowed herself to be tamed. If you only want to dip your toe into the flowing waters of Shakti, stay with the safe, tamed woman who has not yet plunged into the wildness of sacred feminine ocean. It's comfortable to love a woman who has not yet activated her inner sacred powers because she does not push your buttons. She will not challenge you. She will not press you into becoming your highest self. That's the first page. <clears throat> Before I flip, thoughts? <laughs> I mean, when I read that, I mean, I was just like, I mean, yes, you know, no, uh, you know, no disrespect to the, to anyone out there, but you know, I was like, but yes, that's what I crave. Somebody who's willing to, buckle in well and and that you know what's interesting is now uh, now my 
filter will be through your eyes because of course I read this and I think about Andrew. Mm. Right? Like I, when I read this, I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> like, he's, he clearly did not choose the tamed, quiet, sleepy life. Uh, well, I'm in the middle of a transition, a personal transition, right? So like for me, you know, it's, you know, from a different perspective of, you know, well, exactly. And, and so this could be, I mean, you decide at this point with what you do next, with how much of this do you want? Well, yeah. And honestly, <laughs> those are non-negotiables for me, right? Yeah. Like, this is yeah. what this looks like, you know? Is well, and, and, well, you know, what's interesting is, did you, um, since we're going to go down this, this little rabbit hole for you here for a second, did you, <laughs> did you see uh, Glennon and Abby's conversation about like their top five fights? No, I did not. Okay. So they're, you know, Glennon's doing this whole new podcast. Yeah. I have not and, seen it yet. Yeah. I've, I've listened to a couple. It's with her sister, mm -hmm. which I think is kind of fun because, you know, our sisters, they, they, they know things. Um, and so her and Abby are doing this, this conversation uh, and they do this compilation of, <laughs> oh my God, all of these recorded situations that we saw over the last 18 months during the pandemic of like, remember the toothbrush, the nasty, oh, yeah. Glennon's oh. nasty toothbrush. Oh yeah. Stacy um, was going to turn me in for that one time. She's like, oh my gosh, you're totally Glennon. Yeah. And she's, she's totally Abby. Oh God. Yeah. And so they now even have t-shirts that are like team open door, team closed door or something like that, like open cabinet or a closed cabinet or what, I mean, they're building their whole brand around like the beauty of their differences. But, mm -hmm. but there was, um, they were talking and it was of course the two of them and Glennon's sister who I, I do not have her name memorized yet, but it's Glennon's sister. And she is articulating the need for conflict. And she was basically saying like, when you don't step into conflict with a partner, you're basically being unfaithful to them because mm -hmm. it's growing and festering. And, Amen. and when you don't say what you need, when you don't say that you want to be swimming in the wildness of sacred feminine ocean waters. Like it. if you, if you don't say it, and if you don't, if you're worried about the conflict that's going to come from reading a book like this, that yeah. is not, Oh, by the way, this book isn't saying women are God. <laughs> like, so for those, for those of you who probably aren't even listening, but have messaged me that like, I'm going to hell because I'm reading a book with the word goddess on it. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't accept any of that. And the beauty of, <laughs> just like, I have, I have no time for that. But that, yeah. that this, the beauty of the archetypes that our creator was very clever about. Mm. I mean, this is not, this isn't hocus pocus. This is straight up when you start reading through this you realize there's a little of each of these archetypes in many of us not all of us not all of us have all of them obviously no. i mean we'd, we'd be sibyls <laughs> <laughs> remember that movie oh, um, yeah, totally. uh anyways but th that if you're worried about the conflict that's going to rise because you're saying this is who i am and this is or this is who i've become yeah. And, and she's rising inside of me. And if you're worried that your partner is going to squelch that or it's going to cause conflict and then you hold it back, you don't actually live your truest authentic self. You're eating the razor blades. You're eating the razor blades, not only for yourself, but you're stealing a life built with somebody that is a better fit for your partner. If your partner doesn't want to go on this ride. Oh, if they don't want to ride that wave and, yes. and, you know, here's the thing is it's, um, it's okay. It's okay. If, 
is yes. they have to go. Like it's okay. It doesn't feel good, obviously. Yeah. But you know, we've been we've been so wrapped up in the the legalistic, the Le, Le, Levitican life for for so many people who are in particular in like evangelical Christian circles and like they are, they're scared to be who God created them to be because it's not what the church tells them that it's supposed to look like. And I've been loving all of the things that I'm seeing that are supporting what's inside this book, which is women, those who identify as feminine, as female, as, as woman are made in the image of God. Yes. I love that. I, well, the other thing too, I just want to make sure, cause um, you know, I have a ton of masculine energy, right. You know, so like for me, do you have a ton, do you have a ton, grind that. <laughs> I will never let you live that down. I swear to God from till the end, grind that gummy. Oh, it's so good. Oh my God. Oh my God. That is the funniest thing. Um, no, but I do. Right. I mean, like I am obviously I have, I have, I have feminine and I have masculine energy. So it's not, it really, we, we all do. Right. Yes. And yes. for me, it's about balancing those energies. Right. So again, this is a new framework, new language, you know, some, so I just want to, again, like reiterate to folks like that it, we like the, the aim here is really balanced energies within, um, balanced energies without. And that's, yes. again, really what we're looking for. You know, I was having a conversation with one of my um, dear friends who we, you know, were talking about, you know, this very thing. And um, he came up with this idea of being able to navigate tension with honesty. And mm. I was like, that's brilliant. That's it. Yes. Right? You can, you can have the tension. You know you're going to. But mm. you show up in your honesty and your truth. And then you allow other people to decide what they're willing to accept or not accept based on their, their life path. Right. Yes. Yes. It's, it's not about controlling outcomes. It's about detaching from the fruit and just living in your sovereignty. So then the field is open for people to decide their own path. Right. And that there's so much freedom in that because we're yes. not controlling anymore. Right. Well, yes. I mean, it's, uh, you just said the C word, which is what was swirling around my head as you were speaking. It's this desire that in, in particular, we ha as women have been taught to control our environments. Yes. Right. And, and it's a lot of it is out of necessity, right? Mm -hmm. Like I, this over the weekend, I took Lizzie for a walk at this, on these new trails. And normally when I'm doing that, it's, you know, Drew and I are doing that, but, but he didn't come on this trip. And so I was like, all right, so who's around here? How many cars are in the parking lot? I have my taser. It's charged up. Like, I'm like all of these steps that I have to go through to control my safety and to be in charge of mm -hmm. it. Like he would have gotten out of the car and just started walking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, But I'm like calculating and saying like, are there any strange vibes coming from anyone here? Like what, what is the lay of the land? Like I look at the, the park layout and go, okay, so this is where we're going to go. And it, it, it's, it, it, we are kind of taught that from, from a very young age. And while there's nothing wrong with that, when we bring that into a relationship, we can all of a sudden wake up one day and go, oh my God, where did this mask come from? I don't even know who I am or who I'm showing up with uh, as with this person. Mm. Because we've been kind of doing a little bit of control over here and a little bit of shift over there and a little bit of keeping that secret over there. And and all of a sudden you wake up and, and man, I mean, I've had a lot of girlfriends who are waking up and, go, and just thinking, I don't even know who I am. 100%, you know? especially at this stage of our life, right? Because yeah. we, most of us are like transitioning, you know, like my parents are starting to get older, you know, that that's a crossroads of moving into caretaker, right? Yeah. My kids are, you know, I'm at another crossroads where, you know, moving out of 
everyday mothering and my oldest had just enlisted for the Marines. So he's, you know, leaving and serving the country. You know, it's just like, these are crossroads, right? And crossroads are liminal spaces that are sacred for us mm. to decide what's our next step, you know, and we should honor them. And uh, Hecate is one of the goddesses of the crossroads that we'll discuss yeah. later in the chapters. Um, but that's what her energy is all about, right? Is about yes. those liminal spaces. You know, I did want to address like, when, as women, the, a, a very feminine is controlling the external right? Because we have to, we've, we have to, um, you know, for safety and, you know, the home and appearances and all of this stuff. Right. Um, yeah. and the masculine is controlling the internal, right? Emotions, our stoicism, our ability to just suck it up and just do it anyway. Right. So we, mm -hmm. we control external, but we also control our internal, um, you know, and, you know, it's, it's the work is both of, of releasing, letting go and uncorking so that we can properly flow. Yeah. Which is so, why it's so important to actually seek the balance, right? Like yes. we, we, we've pushed back as a society and as in particular as women on this concept of balancing it all. Like there, there really is no such thing as being, you know, 50% personal 50% business like there mm -hmm. that really doesn't exist but this the, this internal um, this internal balance and it's not in this book I think it was in the untethered soul where they were talking about the, like the pendulum right oh, that exactly. and like the beauty of of it being at rest yes and yeah. and even with a balanced swing there's beauty in it it's just when it gets erratic is when it yeah. flies too far left or too far right. Yeah. And we're seeing yeah. that in, in, in just in the political space right now. Oh, totally. I mean, it's, it, it's unbelievable what we're seeing things that seem like, okay, well, that's just a human right. Right. And yet there's such division on something yeah. that seems so basic. Yeah. It's just, it's mind boggling, but it's well, because that pendulum is not in balance. Well, that's a law of physics, right? So if it's, you know, it's like, it's a law of correspondence. So if, if it swings high one way, it's going to have to come back the other way, you know? And so one of our, you know, the, one of the, the laws of the universe is how do you, how do you get above the swing? So it don't, you don't just keep getting knocked out, you know, mm. um, but it's that correspondence that... I'm gonna knock you out. Okay. Um, anyways, let me uh, let me <laughs> let me read a little bit more right, of the right. <laughs> the awakened woman. Okay. So I'm on page two now. For those of you who are following along, yes, I love. Uh, she right. will not awaken the forgotten and numbed out parts of your spirit that urge you to remember that there is more to your life here than this. She will not look into your weary eyes and send a lightning bolt of truth throughout your body, jolting you awake and stirring long desired for your soul love within you. A safe unawakened, this is, remember this is, she's talking about the unawakened woman. Mm -hmm. um, okay. <laughs> I just want to make sure you're like, wait a minute. I, I don't necessarily like, yes, want that woman. Yeah, a safe, unawakened woman will be wonderfully satisfying and soothing to your ego, heart, and body. She will walk quietly beside you and make you feel needed, responsible, like you're fulfilling your masculine role. If this is enough for you, accept it. Love her with all your heart. Remain faithful to her and thank her daily for the gift of her mild, unthreatening feminine presence in your life. If this is not enough for you, can I hear an amen? If your heart, body, soul, and spirit are only craving the other kind of woman, the wild one, then know that you are on the cusp of soul-shifting transformation. Know that you are making a choice with karmic consequences. If you choose to step into the aura and body of a woman whose spiritual fires are blazing, you are accepting that you need a certain level of danger and risk in order to grow. Once you begin to love a woman of this nature, you must accept total responsibility for the life changes that will ensue. Your life will not be sleepily comfortable all the time. 
Your life will not allow you to stay stuck in old ruts and stagnant routines. Your life will take on a radically new flavor and scent. You'll be ignited by the presence of the wild feminine, and it will begin to send electric shockwaves of spiritual light through your entire chakra system, attuning you to the call of the divine. Choosing to be sexually and romantically intimate with an awakened woman takes masculine courage to walk fiercely into the unknown, but it will reap rewards beyond your mind's comprehension. She will take you into undiscovered worlds of mystery and magic. She will lead you mesmerized and half drunk with love into the wild forest of sensual ecstasy and wonder. She will show you sacred skies so full with burning stars that you will start to wonder if you're still living on the same planet that you were born on. She will break and tear you open so that your fierce, passionate heart drives you half mad with longing. You will want to consume and penetrate her on every level so that your masculine essence can consume and penetrate the world, illuminating the universe with your devoted love. She will see you like you've never been seen before. She will trust you. She will appreciate you. She will acknowledge your gifts or your efforts to make her happy. She will value everything good that you do and everything good that you are. She will not run from your darkness because your darkness does not scare her. She will embrace, kiss, caress, and love you back to life. She will speak words that your soul understands. She will not punish you for your mistakes. It is a monumental risk to love an awakened woman because there is suddenly no place to hide. She sees everything, therefore she can love you with the depth and presence that your heart and body have yearned for so hard, so long, so fiercely. It makes you wonder whether you've actually been alive for all the time that she's been away. Loving a woman like this is a choice you make to start living with your soul on fire. Your life will never be the same again once you've invited her in her energy. Take this risk or step back. Stay with the typical girl and accept a different, safer, more comfortable and somewhat calmer life. Just make sure that if you choose the latter, not to spend the rest of your days with your eyes looking back over your shoulder, straining to see once again the hazy vision of feminine mystery that has now disappeared from view. She is long gone, spiraling back up to the stars, the distant galaxies and heavens from where she came. Yeah, I love that. So good. I mean. And what I words. love, I know what I love about her starting the book like that, and we aren't going to read the whole book. Don't worry. Um, the, what I love about that is she sets it up that like you're either reading this because you're awakened and you want more. You're either reading this because you're asleep and you're ready to be awakened or you're at a crossroads and you're like, what do I want to do? Do I want an awakened woman or not? And, and so this is a great book for, for women to even have um, their partners read. Mm -hmm. You know, I totally agree. I mean, you know what I love about that though, is, you know, again, even words like dangerous and fierce and darkness and, you know, that confrontation, like, you know, the way that we um, attach negativity to these types of words is really a shame because, mm. you know, it's, it's, again, um, like, those are all like, change words, right? And we yeah. know that the natural cycle is always in change and transformation. So for me, the connection there is that it's changing and transforming regardless. You're just doing it with intent and alongside or you're sleeping. Yes. Right? Yes. And so it's this acknowledgement Love that. that you're alive, that you're living, that you have life, right? That you are, you know, putting down the, you know, the zombie you know, just going through the paces and you are choosing to step into your power. And yeah. that to me is what that's all about. Right. And, you know, the, the tapping of the heart, you know, yes. and, you know, reminding and recognizing self, all of it. Well, you know? 
Absolutely. And I think that there has, you know, I mean, we've discussed many times over, um, over the last couple of years about the power of words that we we choose from everything from when we read Cassandra Speaks mm -hmm. to when we listen to, you know, the power of holy language, one of Carolyn misses um, her lectures and, and that there, you know, we, we want to be careful that every metaphor and every analogy that we that we use is not war based yeah however that doesn't mean that we don't have a warrior spirit that doesn't mean that we don't have fire and a ferociousness like i used the word for I, I feel like i love that word three times ferocious oh i love it um, so tasty well it is such a, it is a tasty word. That is a great word. I was going to say juicy, but tasty works too. Um, I was uh, actually speaking with a woman who is hopefully going to be teaching one of our workshops for the Woman Up Wisdom um, mm -hmm. event that we're doing. And I was telling her like, our, this community, the communities that have come together over the the last, you know, half a decade or so are ready to, mm -hmm. they're ready for transformation. They're, they're, alert, they're like ready for daily reinvention. Like what, what am I going to change today? What am I going to try today? They're not living in like a meek, mediocre state. Mm -hmm. And, and they might find themselves in that for a couple of weeks. And then they're like, Whoa, like I, I, what is this? I need to plug back into the community. And so like, they're ready to, to get ferociously focused, right? Mm -hmm. to, like to really look at something and say, that is what I want. Mm -hmm. Now, now what are the steps that I need to take and how can I make that a reality? And the, what is so beautiful about how Sophie has woven us right in to the thick of it, right with these, this first poem, right? Mm -hmm. This first, you know, the divine stream of consciousness that she has put together with these words is that she's basically said, opt in, opt out. Yeah, I love it. Are you in? Are yeah. you out? <laughs> and shoot, not everybody's in, right? Like that's it. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. and it's and that is also a hundred percent okay. You know, like that is yes. there is no judgment, shame, or whatever. It's just if you're on the path, you know you're on the path, right? And like that's goes right back to Megan Watterson's like fully human, fully divine, that Vesica Pisces, right? And that, you know, that sacred egg, that yoni, right? Yes. yes. Is that divine yoni. feminine that we as wild women walk. And that's that intersection and understanding of, of we're fully human, fully divine. And I, that's why like that fully human, like the language she, she chose about being able to taste and smell and touch and see and we're using our senses right to yes. be fully present you know yes. and most religions most patriarchal religions are about restraining your senses yes we're sense. very restrictive for restrictive sure and restraining right like yes and that our humanity is bad but this next chapter is like no our humanity is a which it that is what allows us to experience and that to me is like the basis of tantric yoga. It is this basic, you know, this, you know, sort of my massive mind shift of, you know, like there's no shame in being fully human. We experience, our spirit experiences this right. material plane through this vessel of cells, bones, and blood, right? <laughs> totally cells, bones, and blood. Touch, go for it, you know, like yes to it, right? And that to me is so incredibly, such a massive shift in all of this. You know, yes. it's that break of, of mindset of, are you going to be quiet and demure or are you going to, you know, you know, and it's not about just like, you know, or, or are you going to run into life? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's simply, are you going to play it safe? Yes. Or are you going to, even, she even welcomes you like just come in and listen touch a toe 
right? <laughs> like touch the toe. Uh, like just step into the room and listen, right? Yeah. Like something might awaken inside of you. It's it's the same. It's it's like the. I remember. Um, I know you know who Lisa Dunn is, but she shared this story in in 2019 of something that happened to her at 2018 at one of the conferences and. She calls her um, shower her shower epiphany moment or something like that. <laughs> she had the moment in the shower, right? Because of course that's like, that when like your mind is quiet. Yeah, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so she comes out of the shower, and and of course the the Lori to the Lisa is her roomie, and she was like, "Why don't we open our own brokerage? Like, why are?" And Lisa walked into the room with actually she had messaged us uh, i don't know a month and a half before that saying hey you know i really love to encourage you to kind of shift up some of the words when you're talking about people like me who are agents who are in the community and supporting the community because right now it kind of feels like we're on the sidelines hmm. and i and it was really great feedback because it allowed us to really expand and and honor that third group of people, the mentors, the bosses, the, you know, the, the business colleagues who, who really are supporting those women, but also the agents who want to eventually work for a female broker, but there isn't one, right? So they're, there, kind of laying foundation and doing some deep work that we weren't really speaking to. Hmm. And so she came in with this kind of like, Yes, like I'm gonna, I'm honored as an individual contributor and walked out the door going, I think we should open our own brokerage. I love it. <laughs> so yeah. so even walking into a book like this thinking, like I'm gonna have to hide the word goddess when I'm on the plane, or like just if it's at all itching you, like don't like scratch the itch. Yeah. Open the book, play it on Audible. Like the listen to this awakened woman poem if you choose to love an awakened woman. And you know, um, so I mentioned that so the, the first time I read it or the first time I listened to it, I was thinking that it was like, oh man, Andrew needs to read this. But mm -hmm. the second time when I actually had the physical book, the second time I read it, I read it myself like to me mm, I love that. like if I choose to love me oh, as I'm going that. through this as I'm to and and so you don't need to be coupled in order to to really like just soak in these words because this is there is a self-love a self-acceptance a a a self-compassion element to this book that is going to crack you open and this divine light is going to just pour out of you and you're gonna be like whoa like where did that come from because she allows you the space to say hmm maybe that is me Maybe yes. I have a little Aphrodite in me, you know, oh, like, yes. You, and, and so there is a beauty of looking at the, if I choose to love an awakened woman as me. Yes. And when you reread that for anybody who's, who is, um, who's already read it once, I, I dare you to go back and now read it. Like, this is, this is you saying, hmm. <laughs> like if I dare to love me as an awakened woman, like what what's it going to be like? And it is even more delicious thinking about sitting next next to yourself oh, in the that. front in the front car of that roller coaster because you're like, yeah, like let's do this now. Like I'm I am an awakened woman, and I'm going to be in love with an awakened woman. Me, yes, um, and it's not reckless, right? That mistakes no. are our mirrors, right? For growth, you know, that there, we don't live in shame. Our mistakes are mirrors for growth. Is that what you just said? Did I? I love that. That needs to be, <laughs> that needs to be memed. <laughs> it needs to be like over a coffee, uh, like a little teacup. There That's you go. Beautiful. I'll, I'll whip beautiful that up way. for you. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you will in all your spare time. <laughs> okay, so we're at the top of the hour. Um, sh shall we meditate out on loving our loving ourselves as the 
divinely awakened women we are walking into becoming. I love it. Let's uh, get comfortable here. If you're sitting, rooting those sitting bones, maybe if you're in a chair, the feet press into the earth, maybe even take off your shoes and get grounded, get in your, get in your feet. Pull your belly into your spine and that allows the the crown to grow an extra inch here. So really finding this nice, beautiful link from the crown to the root. Awareness mm. on the very tip of the nose. Start to breathe in fully. Feel and pull the expansion of the air inside the body. Exhale completely and deeply. One more time. Inhale. Exhale. One more big clearing breath. Inhale. And exhale, release. Bringing that awareness to the space between our, our brows, our Ajna chakra, our place of knowing. We're going to focus here and then slowly begin to exhale the awareness into the center of the heart, our chest. So we're, what, what we, the language that we use is dropping into the heart, the eye of the heart. So moving into this, the sacred eye, into our heart, our sacred, our heart center of the chest. And while we're here and our awareness is growing and expansing with each breath, we're going to allow our, our wisdom to create an image of this archetype that needs to emerge in your life. This wild woman, this goddess who shows up. Notice any features or colors or attributes of whomever is showing up. What does that look like to you? The words goddess or wild woman or sage or crone? Who shows up? Just acknowledge the presence and gratitude. Notice if there's any gift to be received any words, any messages. And if so, just humbly accept whatever is bestowed. Taking a moment to pause. Honoring and releasing with joy, whatever was shown. Big breath in together. And exhale through the mouth, flutter the eyes. Okay, so I had something come to me. Goddess, gathering of divine daughters, eager for sacred sisterhood. Mm. That's what the letters of goddess mean. Oh, wait, say that again. Gathering of divine daughters, eager for sacred sisterhood. Well, holy Scheitenhusen. <laughs> that, my ladies, is inspiration, in spirit. That's in what you call a download. That's what you call a download. Yeah, I heard too. I heard. Um, eager for and embracing. So I, uh, we'll refine that, but I think it's a beautiful way to look at that word for the people yeah. who need a little bit of a bridge. Oh, oh, I'm so sad. That's the end of it. 
I don't want to say goodbye. Wow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I'm looking forward to next week to talking about um, her introduction and what she what I love. Again, I feel like we're going to say, I love this. I love this. But she really um, we're going to talk about how to really, truly read the book and get the most out of it mm -hmm. and set ourselves up for nine weeks of outrageous excellence and, and learning and growing and Okay, our little baby hummingbird named Oro almost flew into the camera. Like, could you hear it? Mm -mm. I mean, it's coming. What is the um? What is the hummingbird message? What does the hummingbird mean? I don't know, but we 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 do have a lot of hummingbirds, but they've been coming outrageously close to me this the last week. Like, I'm like, does my hair look like a flower? <laughs> like, what's going on? Um, anyways, uh, thank you everyone for coming and joining us and listening live and catching the replay and listening on the podcast. Uh, as we shared earlier, we are really breaking this down. So if you miss a week, don't worry. You don't need to have read the whole book. That's why we're doing it this way so that we can actually really dig into each chapter. So it's not like we're trying to read one book a week and come back and, and talk about it. We really, really want to get these archetypes in our souls. So, um, and hummingbird, by the way, yes, symbolizes the enjoyment of life and the lightness of being. Hmm. So, I love that. Isn't that what we all are seeking. Yes, it is. Well, I think the people who are listening to this are seeking that. <laughs> maybe the maybe the people who aren't watching this aren't, but I think that those amazing souls who are on this journey with us are definitely vibing with that. Mm, love it. All right, everyone. We'll see you next Tuesday. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for spilling the tea with Molly and me today. It was our heart's desire to provide a lens for focus, a place to uncover the opportunities that abound, and create a moment to embrace grace.